Unpublished. My name is Amy. And I'm James. And today we're going to be talking about consistency and the sanctity, divinity and the importance of consistency as creatives and artists. I think this is something that we've talked about a lot already on the, po- on the podcast, but we wanted to devote a whole episode to it because I think for both of us, this is the key to our creative practice. Yeah, I think we were having this discussion the other day. We were lo- looking at, you know, the antidote to hustle culture. How can we truly heal perfectionism? How can we uh, have a healthy relationships with high standards and ambition? And the answer for both of us really comes back down to consistency Um And so we really wanted to dive deep into that today and discuss what that looks like, what that means and how it is, you know, the antidote to all these issues that we come across as artists and creatives. Yeah. So it's really obviously really simple what consistency is. And once again, we've talked about it a lot, Mm. but it's just that picking that one really simple goal. And the holistic psychologist had, had it this morning on her page when she was like, you know, pick something so small that you can show up for yourself every single day with it. Yeah. This is about, and again, I talk about this all the time in my book for The Procrastinator, this is about following through on promises you set for yourself. Every creative I've worked with has issues with following through with promises they make for themselves and they make for their art. And that is where the crux of shame comes in. That's where you start not trusting yourself. We make promises saying we're going to show up for our art, we're going to do do this, this and the other. And then we ghost ourselves and we betray our own trust and our relationship with ourselves deteriorates. And this is the heart of so many people people's issues um so many creatives issues and the the antidote like dr nicole wrote today on her post um the the holistic psychologist on instagram is making these small promises to yourself so small that you are actually able to do them each day and i think they're so unsexy and we talk about this all the time nobody wants to do them because they're so small they're so insignificant in inverted commas that nobody wants to participate in them because they're not big enough they don't give you the thrill they don't feel like the antidote for your perfectionism and procrastination because they are so small but in their smallness in their littleness they are the miracle and the antidote to the issues that you are having yeah i think that um for me personally i have tried to set really big goals to stick to like every day but it has always been a disaster like it's worked for maybe two or three days or maybe even a couple of weeks but like it's always come crashing down and it's always led to me taking more time away from my art which means I end up getting less done. Yep. And I think you can have like so many analogies with this. It's like dieting. It's, you know, exercise. They're always really good analogies between, you know, creative practices and exercise and on, and relationships with food. You know, it's a crash diet. Oh, I'm not going to eat any of my favorite foods. I'm going to not do this, that, that other. You might be able to do it for, you know, you might even be able to do it for like six weeks and you lose all this weight and you're like, fuck yeah. But then, you know, you just pile back on the weight because it isn't a consistent practice and you can't follow through with these massive promises each day. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, to follow on on that metaphor of exercise and um, eating well, it's, you know, if you want to be healthier, then you, you're better, it's like that, um, you know, you're better off going, oh, I'm just going to change one small thing. I'm going to have one fewer glasses of wine every night, or I'm going to have, mm. um, you know, one teaspoon less of sugar in my tea, sugar in my tea or something like that is a much more sustainable and easy to achieve goal. And it actually will end up making you healthier. Yeah. Why do you think that, like, literally nobody wants to do that? Well, I think this comes back to the problems with hustle culture is that people just tell you hustle, 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 and they give you no roadmap for how to do that. And I think, you know, in many ways, consistency, like, is the pure, bright, good form. It's like of hustle. It's Mm. the 
um, side of hustle that we should all be looking for. Like when people say hustle, I think a lot of them mean consistency. Yeah. But because they're not defining their terms, it ends up just coming out as some kind of like. I really like that. I think you're right. I think we don't want to be consistent because hustle culture and perfectionist culture has taught us that we need to go big or go home. And if we're not working from, you know, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. on our art, on our work, then we're not worthy of being here and we're not working hard enough and we're never going to deserve success. Whereas uh, working hard and devotion to your creativity and the road to success is consistency. And I almost would argue that it's the smallest viable amount of work to do each day. Like, you know, that consistency is about showing up and doing the bare minimum, but doing the bare minimum every day. And so it's not about like pulling in everything and doing the absolute maximum. Um, you know, when we begin this journey, it needs to be the minimum. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. I think um, thinking about school, thinking about university and thinking about the size of the tasks that we're made to do there, which is where we really train ourselves to do projects or, or are trained to do projects. You know, you might have a 1500 word essay or a 2000 word essay. And that is is kind of something that you can achievably bang out like on a one all nighter or something. So that's how often people, I think, learn to work. Mm. Whereas I feel like the much more sustainable, successful students would do would start earlier and do less each day yeah rather than i mean the the students who i mean i was one of these people for most of school is that you know you just panic at the last minute and throw everything into your assignment and then it's just basically a lucky dip of whether you're going to do well or not Mm. versus any assignment that you start early and do small chunks of you know 30 minutes an hour here and there over the course of a few weeks you would end up doing well i feel like i would end up doing a lot better on and i would enjoy more i'd have more consistent ideas i would have a better um structure and my writing would be better. And it's the same with books, I think. You know, we think we're trained to go, oh, every time I've ever done a big project in my life, I've done this massive sprint for it. Mm. Or even even if you were a consistent worker in school, you still might only be focusing on, on an assignment for a week or two. Yeah. And then you have to move on to the next one. And then, you know, same at work. You know, you might have a project or, you know, you might work in, uh, if you work in a tech startup, for example, you might be used to like two-week sprints or something. And that's how you work on things. Um, rather than, you know, if you're an artist, you, you might have a massive project, which is going to take you a year or two or more. So we just don't, we're never taught how to deal with that. So we end up just thinking, oh, it has to be these massive chunks. I, I love that. I love looking at where these stories might be coming from and education. It's such an astute and important thing to look at. Um, when we are deconstructing our stories about hustle and when we are trying to create new habits like this consistency, I think that's something for me and for a lot of people that I've been working with, it's really important that we understand where it comes from. And I like that. I think that you're right. Our education system doesn't set us up for consistency um, and understanding that and understanding that we haven't been taught how to do it yet um, gives us the ability to be compassionate with ourselves and also slow with ourselves. Okay, this is an entirely new skill. I've never been able to show up something consistently and you know, in smaller amounts each day for a very long time how can I gently and um, you know kindly build a new, this new habit and teach myself this new skill because my education system didn't give it to me culture certainly didn't give it to me because it's all hustle all perfectionism um, and you might even want to look at, start looking at your families did anyone in your family family emulate this or was it again that go hard or go home mm. I think that sport can actually be a really good teacher here because I mean if I think about my journey with learning to play new sports what would usually happen was 
I'm not naturally very skilled, very skillful at a lot of sports. So when I started playing rugby, I could barely catch the ball, could barely pass the ball, couldn't kick at all. And But I would go to rugby training twice a week, every week for six years. And very slowly over that whole period of time, I built up a skill set. Mm. Like it took me ages to be able to catch a ball and pass a ball and certainly to kick a ball. But like it sort of almost happened accidentally over these small chunks of time just consistently showing up all the time and i think that's something that we and that you know that's a very standard way to train people in sport yeah consistent chunks you know an hour two hours a week over a long period of time but then we go to something like writing a book or creating finishing a big project and we think we don't think that's worthy mm. you wouldn't go out and pass a ball for eight hours yeah I mean, it would be a waste of time your brain doesn't have i mean i don't i mean not that i'm an expert on on neuroscience but we know that you're better off interleaving practices. You're better off doing something, going away, letting it sink in and coming back. Mm. So even just in terms of skill development, you are way better off having a small consistent practice than you are doing something in massive chunks. Yeah, I love that. And I think something that for you and your personal journey, like you didn't quit when you weren't bad at it as well, I think is so important, like consistency, like showing up each day when you're perhaps not, really good at what you're doing and a lot of us won't be because we have to start learning we have to start from somewhere um i think that can be painful when every day you have to show up and you're not good enough i did i mean like i'm i did quit a few things like swimming when i wasn't good at it yeah that's true you do like to quit but yes the point is that i wanted to be good at rugby so i kept turning up yeah and i want to be good at writing so even though i was really bad when i started it i kept turning up yeah and maybe that's another sticking point for people with consistency and small goals each day is every day you have to face what you're creating on the page or whatever uh, art form you're doing. And that's um, a lot, I guess, to have to put your bum on the seat and do it each day and look at what you're you know, not good enough in inverted commas or where you're lacking in inverted commas. But like looking at that learning process every day can be quite confronting. Um, but again, that's where the learning does happen. And that's where the growth happens in those small moments each day. And, you know, I understand that, that maybe you feel like, oh, I only have Saturday morning where I really have time to write. So I have to do 2000 words on Saturday morning. But that's why we're talking about like 10 minutes. Even. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about some examples. And again, like, people have such a resistance towards this. Like, I've had people just, like, fight me so hard on this kind of suggestions. Like, I understand that our lives are really busy. And I have, you know, I hear you and I see you and I get it. And I don't want you to be exhausted. So I understand that you want to do the 3,000 words on your Saturday morning when you have that alone. And that's cool. But what I'm going to suggest is that you do 10 to 15 minutes for five days a week instead, where you do 100 words minimum. Um, and then by the end of that five days, you will have, you know, you know, 500 words minimum rather than a failed Saturday where you fucking get so pissed at yourself because you've got so much pressure on your Saturday morning to do 2,000, 3,000 words and you didn't get it, your kids interrupted, work called you and now you're pissed at yourself and you're angry and maybe you miss the next Saturday and then you come back for one Saturday and it's good but then the next Saturday is shit and it's inconsistent. It's frustrating, especially in a project if you are a writer and you're writing a novel. Consistency creatively is so important because we're working on such big projects and if you lose your train of thought, um, the initiation process when you sit back down and you read your work again takes fucking forever so true you lose so much time coming back to a story and going where are we what who's doing this like if you come back every day then you literally your brain goes okay and it picks up exactly where you were like almost the same thought stream i mean it's this miracle almost Mm. for me it's like 
wow, I'm literally right back, whatever, wherever I left that thought mm. at the end, when I, when I shut off my laptop at 500 words, I, I'm right back in that moment. Again. Yeah. Whereas I, I noticed, like I took five days off last week because I wanted to give myself a holiday and I came back and I was like, what the heck? Mm. Like, what is this? What? And it took me sitting there for half an hour to even start when I usually get straight into it. Yeah. If we're talking craft, so if we're talking a screenwriter's novelist, anyone with a long uh, story project, um, this consistency is integral for the craft, I think, mm. because of exactly what James is saying. Um, if I wrote my first book, as so many of you know, over six years because it was so fucking inconsistent and the amount of time it took me hours to figure out where I was once I'd left it for, you know, even a week just trying to reacquaint myself with the story. What did I leave off here? What the fuck is that chapter? How do I, where do I want to go? And having that 100, 200, 300 words a day, you know, we do 500 now, that allows that consistency in craft, not just in habit. So important. I like that you said we do 500 now because it could be a now for you. It's like you might start at 100, but you don't have to stay at 100. You'll get better Mm. the more consistent you are. Like, you'll be able to do more words in less time and you'll have more stamina. So like when you get home from work and you feel exhausted, it will be less, take less energy for you to write for 20 minutes than it used to take for you to write it for 10 minutes. Like mm. you'll just get trained in it. Yeah. And you, it won't require that much mental effort after a while. Totally. And I think even now, James, like I said, we do 500 now, but I believe at the moment, are you on 700? Mm-mm, no, I, I back, tried, that's what back. I'm saying. I tried 750. No, sorry, I tried 800 and I failed basically. Like I, it just, I naturally do hit seven to 800 most days anyway, but having the goal of 800 there just fucked with me. What a beautiful lesson there. Mm. And that the humility it takes. This consistency is a practice in humility. These small promises each day is a practice in humility. And if you feel your ego riling up and getting pissy at the idea of doing five minutes on your guitar each day or doing, you know, five minutes before bed on your journal each day, um, just start questioning what's that about. Is this a pride thing? Is this an ego thing? Why do you need to have it all? Um, why can't you give yourself something small to succeed in? Are you afraid of succeeding? Um, what's that relationship with yourself doing in these moments when you resist the small, consistent practice each day? And if you're like me and you like you know, stats and numbers, like go back and do the math. How many books have you written in the last five years? And how many books would you have written if you just wrote, you know, two, one, two, three hundred? Like you can do the math for each one. If you just, if you wrote five hundred words a day, how many books would you have finished? Mm. And you can do this with any art form. Um, you know, how many? How long does it take you to, to finish a painting? How long yeah. Is it, how many know, albums could you have created? How like... many websites? You know, how could you have got? How many? How quickly could you have you made your web website go live? Yeah, if yeah. If you spent ten minutes on it. Yeah. How many products could you day? have out there? Mm. Yeah. You could, this is not just about writers, although it's really fucking beneficial for writers because well, we just, of how long form it is. Yeah, we just know writing a lot better. Yeah, so we, we do. Could, I mean, it'd be interesting to hear from you if you had any thoughts on other art med- mediums of art. Yeah, it'd be super interesting. Mm. I always would love to hear from you if you have thoughts about, yeah, your specific craft and these kind of small goals a day, how you do that for your small goals a day. Be super interested to hear from that. Yeah. Maybe we could talk a bit more about, you know, exactly what it does to heal you 
Mm. I know we've already talked, brushed, we've, we've you brushed over it. it. But... Yeah. So for me, it healed my hustle culture and I also healed that part of like perfectionist in me. Again, I just like we are fed stories that we need to be exhausted, we need to be burnt out. This is how we achieve success. We achieve success by going extraordinarily hard, by saying, oh, I'm so tired, I've been working so hard, I've just been pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, and those stories are, you know, what we attach to and we believe that they're going to make us successful. Um, and what they do is they burn us out. Out, they make us small they keep us in line um, and they make us miserable and we never feel enough and it becomes this horrible competitive who's the most tired who's the most busy toxic motherfucking piece of shit and it really affects all our mental health and for me I know it took a massive massive hit on me over time and I hated myself because I never believed I was working hard enough consistency is the antidote to that because we see real tangible change actual beautiful production we're creating we are making we are doing the things we want to do but we are doing it um in alignment with who we are and in such a small way but it's a small and successful way especially if if you struggle to think of yourself as an artist because you don't maybe like have a published book or something like what it's such an easy way to for me i think of myself as a writer because i write every day and, Mm. and i know it sounds cliche but my consistent practice helps me think of myself as the sort of person who writes and as a writer. Yeah. Yeah. It helps you claim ownership every day. I have a small touchstone with writing. Yeah. This is the way to be productive without hustle. This is the way to be an artist without, you know, having to burn yourself out. This is the way to be an, a successful creator without perfectionism because we are showing up every single day committed to our learning curves, committed to our craft, committed to completing projects and committed essentially to ourselves and what we want to do. And and showing up every single day heals lifetimes of betrayal and we have a lot of us have spent a lifetime betraying ourselves a lifetime of promising that we're going to do this do that quit our job do this make the business write the book make the paintings and we've never done it and that betrayal happens so frequently because we promise ourselves these things so often um, that we have a very very damaged relationship with ourselves and we feel like we could never claim the title of writer we feel like we could never claim the title of entrepreneur because we've promised so much and we've betrayed and ghosted ourselves so much so by picking up this consistent practice no it doesn't look great yeah you're only doing 20 minutes of writing each day but over time you're going to watch books unfold you're going to level up over and over again every single day this is an opportunity to every single day level up and heal the relationship with yourself because you're going to prove to yourself that you can trust yourself this is a lot about trust a lot about having faith in you to show up and for me that's one of the biggest gifts that this gives because you have no doubt that you know you're going to show up and do what you're going to do. It's habit. It's ingrained. You are the sort of person who does your art every single day. And that's when you can start claiming artist as your own. That's when you can start claiming writer as your own, author as your own, because you're doing the work and the, the things are creating themselves in front of your very eyes. And I mean, and you've seen firsthand the difference it makes, right? When people take on this sort of practice. Versus... This is, yeah, this is the first thing I do with any client I work with mm-hmm. because uh, nearly every client that I that comes to me wants to do the big fucking sprints once a week and it will not finish books. I really don't believe that it will. I mean... Well, once a month even. Yeah, like exactly. It's like once a week. Hmm. Deep patterns of betrayal that we need to heal in order to have creative abundance and have a creatively successful life. Um, yeah, so every day. And like, again, maybe we need to a few more examples about why 
uh, like how what like what it could look like but it literally i think it's just like if it needs to look like five minutes and take the five minutes and listen to your ego have like some chitter chatter but take the five minutes to do whatever craft you want to make the habit that you want to journal to write if you want to make two habits again be wary of that but if you want to do two different things like journal and write your book perhaps bump, bump them together and do five minutes five minutes ten minutes ten minutes but no task is too small no task is too small if in the first week try five and five see what happens yeah i mean i would even say you know i, I went I, I, a couple of years ago what i was doing writing poetry or a year ago and you know that's such an easy practice as well because you just go one small poem of five lines or something mm, just to day. build the trust yeah every single day Seth Godin, who um, I recommended his book last week, The Icarus Deception. Seth Godin writes a small blog each day, every single day. And he just touches base every single day. And sometimes there are literally a sentence. And, you know, allowing yourself to do those days where it's literally a sentence is your greatest gift to yourself. And in no way did you fail. In fact, that could be one of your greatest successes. It's showing up each day. We're really talking about habits, right? Like Yeah. Habits is another word for consistency, and the beauty of the habit is that it becomes easier the more you do it. it becomes unthinking. Yes, like it's almost not even. Uh, uh, it's not a stress to me to wake up in the morning and know that I'm going to go straight to the cafe at seven fifteen in the morning, and I'm going to spend forty five minutes, and I will have five hundred words. Yeah, I know I'll have five hundred words. I didn't know that when I started, mm. but now I know if I sit at a cafe for forty five minutes, I'll have. 500 words and that's trust again so that's trust in your practice and your ability so not only do you trust yourself to show up but now because you've gone through it for such a long time you trust your ability and you trust the the process and i've never had writer's block sitting there not once you know well not sorry i didn't initially but since i've built the habit i Mm. haven't had writer's block once what should we talk about with people who um, you know, can want the consistency so they're going to show up for 10 minutes each day, they're going to do the 500 words a day, but then perfectionism hits and they feel like they have nothing to give? Well, I mean, it's really tricky because um, that's obviously something that I don't struggle with myself. Mm. Um, so I would be reticent to talk from my yeah, own no, experience. That's okay. I mean... I just I think that this is another that's the next step when I when I speak with clients about this I'm, they're like okay yeah fine but when I sit there I don't do anything mm. um, um, and for me then that comes back to the shitty art so again it's consistency but it's not consistency perfect consistency you know you're gonna sit there and you're gonna show up each day but then it, again it's allowing yourself to just make and create um, that's the consistent practice um, and, and doesn't have to have a standard it doesn't have to be good in fact the minimum word count for us is 500 but the minimum standard is crap yeah it's nothing it's nothing mm. and again this is ego work right like th- this is like the ego is like but i just fucking want to do good and i get that and i see you i totally understand that but it has to be minimum amount of time or minimum amount of words and the minimum standard has to be really fucking low it has to be low I and mean, that's why perfectionists might want to set a time limit rather than a word limit because then if you hit your time limit you've been perfect yeah like t- if you if you sit there for 10 minutes and you look at the blank page that's perfect mm-hmm. already because there's the only the only requirement the only done. bar is the time yeah, that's hard you know i get asked the question a lot do you think you should do it via time or via um 
what's the other what would it be like word count mm. or like you know one painting's done or you know one poem's done and it, i think it's a really individual question and i think you should play with it because i think it really depends i always prefer to get the words um but that's because i'm really good at making shitty art and if you are not someone who if you're someone who struggles with that like james said perfectionists you might want to time cap it um, but that being said, you know, you don't want to spend, you know, two, three weeks having got nothing done and just sitting there with nothing to do. Um, so, but you need to play with that, I think. It's a complicated one and it would be really individual to you. So play around with it. You might already instinctively know which one will serve you better. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I urge you, I urge you so much just to word vomit. Like it's, if you're a writer, it is just the most freeing thing just to go and don't look back because no matter how good you think it is in the first draft, you're going to hate it in the second draft and want to change it. So it's like, just might as well get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's mm. what the second draft's for. I know. I mean, I talk about shitty art all the time and I think, but people don't understand. Like, I feel like people are like, okay, yeah, shitty art, but like, how shitty? And then no, don't shitty. expect it to look good after the second draft either. You know, it could take... It will take all the drafts. Yeah. It will take all the drafts until you get to a place where it is vulnerable, generous, and true, and it makes mm. sense, and you know it can connect. But if you just if you keep going over the same section over and over again, you'll never get there. Don't and then that. it won't. You'll spend so much time on one section that you'll forget what's happening in the big picture, and your and your your novel won't really flow. Mm. And the best, the easiest way to plot for me, the easiest way. I mean, I do. I have outlined my most recent novel, but. The reason it flows so easily is one, the outline, but two, because I'm going every day. So plot ideas are coming to me so quickly because they're just like the brain just gets better at plotting. Yeah. Because it has to, like, it's like trying to keep its feet underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets used to having to like think of the next plot point. Yeah. Because of consistency. Mm. Mm, Magic, magic, magic. Okay, guys. Consistently show up and create shitty art. And you are on the way to like so much success and so much art and so much generosity if you choose to share it. And um, yeah, sorry. no, it's okay. They're just like, they're my dying words. Cool. Like that's what I truly believe. I agree. hundred percent. And you know what the easiest thing you can do perfectly is, is go and leave us a review on Apple. Yes. And if you do that, you've been perfect. Wow. It only takes one time to do that consistently. <laughs> Like a weird loophole in consistency where it's just one. Thanks, guys. We'd be really grateful for your feedback. Um, and we will chat to you next week. Bye. <laughs>